0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the goddamn podcast. That's right, I brought back goddamn to the first sentence of my podcast because I was thinking for a while, let's swear less, and I'm still going to try to do that. Don't get me wrong. It's just that, see, my worry was, if I swear too much, you know, I'm offending all the the brothers and, and, and nuns and monks and priests and bishops and rabbis and imams who are obviously tuning in. But you know what? Like, maybe it's better if I just I set the table. I'm like, god damn it. And then everyone's like, okay, there's gonna be swearing in this podcast. Because it's gonna come out. I can't I can't hold it all back. So it's better if you know right off the hop. Off the hop, where did that come from? Okay, I'm already getting distracted. Seriously, though, off the hop. I'm gonna have to look that up. Every time I hear an expression. And then I'm like, what? Like learning the ropes. I think that's, that's, uh, the other day I was looking that up. It was, uh, theaters. You, there's a lot of ropes in the old theaters and, and one curtain meant this one and another rope meant this curtain over here. And so you had to learn the ropes. I believe that's where it came from. I assumed it was a sailing reference. Anyway, no, listen, listen, guys, wait, don't, don't, don't hang up on the podcast. Stay on the line, because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to set up the things I want to talk about, and then I'll talk about them. And uh, it'll be fun to to see when I edit this podcast if I actually talked about the things I said I was going to talk about. I doubt it, but I'm going to talk about my tests. I did some bone tests for my dusty bones. Longtime listeners of the podcast know that my bones are falling apart, and uh, uh, and and I did some tests for those things. And I don't. And I'll just talk about him. Uh, and I'm going to talk about my baby. My baby's a model. Model baby, we're going to call him. And vegan stuff. The vegan stuff is back in the news, back in the Mark Bennett podcast news. And uh, there was some other stuff, I think, that should come up organically, right? But let's, let's get right on that. I was just I was thinking that to be a teaser for you guys to want to keep listening, but that actually sounds pretty shitty now that I say it out loud. Never do a teaser. When, um, when you're just talking off the cuff and you don't have anything good planned, don't don't. Hey guys, just stick around to hear me talk about some some tests I did at the hospital. Woo! Edge of your seat, shit, everybody. I felt like there was. Oh wait, and I was going to talk about my friend Deborah who's at Just for Laughs. Hey, see, this is entertainment related. Deborah is at Just for Laughs. Deborah Di Giovanni, uh, world famous comedian, who's a friend of mine. And uh, she's probably my my closest link to 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 fame, you know. She's the only person that is I consider a friend of mine. Where I go places and people ask for autographs for her, of course. And I'm always the guy that has to take the picture. I'm like, hey, can you take the picture of me and your famous friend? I'm like, yeah, sure, and I and I'm cool with that. I am. It's great that Deborah has fans it's just we do the same thing. You know what i mean? We do the same thing. It's like if you played hockey and you're on a line, uh, well you're on the bench with Gretzky and the coach is like, uh, "Gretzky, get out there." Of course you'd understand that. Everybody wants to see Gretzky. Gretzky's probably going to score a goal, you know, but but you're sitting on the bench, maybe you're maybe maybe you're good too. Maybe you're Merrill Lemieux. Let's not even go that. Let's not even let's not even go that good. Let's just say you're uh you're your, uh, craig simpson he scored like 60 goals one year i think and you were like hey coach can i go out say there slats can i can i get out on a on a shift or two?" And it's like no 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 you hold wayne's water bottle but i play hockey too coach can i get no no you sit there and you help wayne you aid wayne but that's the way to world, man. It's the way to world. And Deborah wouldn't Deborah would Deborah would gladly hold the camera if anybody ever considered getting a picture with Now, people have gotten pictures with me after shows. Sometimes people don't understand that uh that really you're just like you're a grungy musician is kinda like what you are when you're a comedian. You're just But but there are people who think that um that what you do, you know, when they see on stage a, a big comedy club or a theater, and then they're like, "Oh, can I have your autograph? Take some pictures." And I'm sure that's commonplace for, for famous people, but uh, for for guys like me, it's just you feel like you honestly feel like telling them, "Oh, no, you have no idea. This is, I'm not a thing. I'm not." A... But and and uh, that's not that's not to put myself down. No one is a thing. Do you know what I mean? You don't really need to get anyone's picture or anyone's autograph, but I understand it. I mean, I, I I, have heroes. Gretzky was one of my heroes. Don't tell me. I wouldn't be thrilled if Wayne Gretzky put his arm around me and we took a picture together. I'd show everybody what a story that would be. So I get it. So, in fact, I take back all of the things I said, okay, about people. If you want to take a picture with a comedian and you feel you've connected with them, please do that. In fact, this is, you know what? We've come to a good place. We did a, We did a long circle around But here we are at a good point that I uh, must impart to you guys. If you go to a comedy show, and you know what? I'm going to put this out to any live performer, okay? Musician, uh, uh, magician, you know? Sketch comedy people, uh, sketch artists on the street. Just live performers. Dancers. Okay, you you get the gist. Just especially, especially. Especially if they're not famous and you liked what they did, go up to them, if they're available, and say, I really liked your show. Just that's, it means so much to people. Guys, it means, it means so much. It really, it does. Like, there, and the reason I'm saying this is that often people who come up to me after a show will do it hesitantly. They'll come up and uh they'll be like, Oh, I like sorry, I I just want to say, you know, I really like that show and uh but but I don't want to bother you. And I'm like, It's it's fine. No, you, you're I'm I'm out here. See, like what what people here's the thing, if if the performer is around you now, if they're running into a, a cab and they're they're wearing like a fake beard and sunglasses, maybe then don't you don't say hey, great show, and tackle them to the ground. But if they're available, you know, they, they don't mind at all. It's, it's a good thing. So a lot of times I hear people, they just, they think, ah, you know, I was bothering the person. No, what bothers us often is when you just walk out, you know, at least smile or wave or just, just yell good show. And we're sensitive creatures, the artist. We are sensitive creatures. And I don't know the the number of times because, you know, the thing is people leaving your show, you know, they saw you, you know, what else were they doing? They 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 just sat there for an hour. Obviously, they saw what you did on stage. So if they leave without even making eye contact, then you kind of feel like, well, maybe 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 they didn't like that, you know, and if the majority of the audience does that. Then you start to feel bad about yourself, even though you, jeez, oh, I saw the show sounded like it went well, you know, the the club owner was happy or the theater owner was happy, the the I heard big laughter, but everyone's just walking out with their head down, like they're like they're some kind of they've been shamed by a by a priest. So just go up, say good show, or wave, or yell, or or you know. Now on to some, some of the topics, I promise. I you. Already, I already skipped it. Uh, I'll do the vegan stuff after because, you know, I, the bones. I'll do the bones stuff now. Talk about the bones. So I went to, um, if you hear beeping, that's the car. I got to turn on the goddamn air conditioning here in the Toyota Prius recording studio because it's fucking warm. But you know what? It's that shitty type of, of warm where it's not, it's not so much the heat, it's the humidity. You know, every time, every time I turn on the air conditioning, I feel like now it's too cold. And then I turn it off and it gets all muggy. So I'm like trying to put on the air conditioning just to take the, the moisture out of the air, guys. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But um, I was thinking about it the other day. When I do the podcast, it's kind of like a diary. It's kind of like I'm writing in my my little girl diary. And you guys, you're reading it. You know, like, like Anne Frank. I'm like Anne Frank. Except I'm not a little Jewish girl in the midst of the Holocaust. That's the only difference between me and Anne Frank. That's it. No other differences because like when i was at the hospital to do my tests i was like writing stuff down on my phone oh make sure i tell the podcast people this <laughs> like for i it's i like it i don't know why i want to tell you guys everything about everything but i do now i i will try i will, my only worry is that this is somehow detracting from my stand up because sometimes i used to write i used to write down things in an effort to write bits or jokes about them, but now I'm like, yeah, you just, you know, you can say this on the podcast, and I don't have to have a well crafted joke, you know. Obviously, nothing about this podcast is well crafted. So, you know, hey, I'm sure, was, I'm sure, you know what? It's not detracting. I'm writing pretty. I'm writing out a decent clip these days. If anything, it it's helping. Because it's constantly, the juices are always flowing. You're always thinking about comedy. You're always, you know, yapping about it. Talking about topics. This is, it's all, it's all for the best. Don't you guys worry. Comedy, my comedy game's on fire. It's on fucking fire. So, I went to go get some tests. At L'Hopital. And, uh... Yeah, the French. Actually, that was something else I wanted to say. We're we're trying to teach the baby French and English. And by we, I mean my wife's teaching him French. And then we speak in English. So he's probably picking that up. And today, I called a duck a canard. A canard, which is correct, I think. And But I called him jeune, jeune canard, which I thought was yellow duck. But I think... What it was was Young Duck. And then so my wife said Jean, as in yellow. It's Jean Canard. And I said, can't it be both? The Jeune Jean Canard? Which sounded to me like an action hero. You know, he's teamed up with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Jeune Jean Canard in You Stole My Rubber Ducky. Asshole. I love Van Damme growing up. I really do. I really did. My brother still watches Steven Seagal movies, and I love Steven Seagal, too. I did Aikido for six years. Long-time listeners of the podcast may may know that. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that, right, guys? I did Aikido, and I'm glad I did. I have the dusty bones now, so the only chance I have of surviving any kind of altercation is to avoid it, and Aikido's big on that. Aikido's main thing is, hey, man, don't you get fucking hit. And that's the best. That's the best way to, to say to stay safe is to just avoid the punch. You know they're coming for your nose. Oh, Slip it aside. Give him a little tap on the elbow. Woo! Sorry about that, buddy. You missed. Woo! You know. I've been thinking about that with Sam. I'll get back to the hospital shit in a second. But like, you know, I want to. I like. I want him to be able to to defend himself. Because it's the world. of oh, fucking the world guys Jesus Christ the world today I mean I'm sure it was always like this but it seems like I don't know the bullying feels grosser now or well, maybe because it's getting filmed all the time or, or people are filming bullying on purpose be, like the bullies themselves are filming shit and then posting it and oh I fucking if there's anything if there's anything that boils my piss more I, I don't know what it would be I the the prospect of of people being bullied is just, oh, I was always a nice kid. I never really got bullied. We just, but I just lived in a town where that just happened to be the case. You know, there was, if, if there was bullying to happen, chances are, you know, I was a little, I was a little guy. I was always, I was wiry, you know, and angry chip on my shoulder all the time. But, uh, But still, like, you would figure if anyone was going to be picked on, it would be a kid like me. So I just probably got lucky with the town I grew up in. Everybody happened to be very nice. I had a nice group of friends, and and there wasn't a lot of that shit. And now it's just, oh, I saw some fucking YouTube video where uh, some MMA fighter stopped a... um, uh, Conor McGregor, he stopped a, a a bullying incident. But it wasn't Conor McGregor. Apparently, it was just another Irish guy who wears a suit and has a beard. Apparently, everyone in Ireland looks like Conor McGregor now. And I, I can—they should, probably. He wears those awesome suits. He looks cool. He's got a beard. He can kick the shit out of everybody. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be like Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor, it seems to me that he is like the Brad Pitt character from—what's uh, that movie? with the S snatched, snatch, snatch. Yeah. The guy, Ritchie movie. Um, he seems like the Brad Pitt character grew a beard and then, and then just joined MMA. I'm sure like, I don't really follow the mixed martial arts world very well, but I, I, there's gotta be people who have made that comparison. You know, he's a, he's a savage puncher. And uh just like the Brad Pitt character. He's a little guy like the Brad Pitt character. Like, you know, because people think Hollywood stars, they're big. You know, they're not big like Brad Pitt, he's he's not that big of a dude. He's it's just that, you know, the camera's real close. It's real close to those guys. But they're not, they're not like two twenty. They're like they're like one fifty, one sixty. Like they're that's the thing. If you're lean, man, if you're lean, my my friend Nick the bodybuilder said he was 170 pounds or 175 pounds or some shit. I'm like, you're a fucking full of it nick yeah he looks like he's 250 pounds but it's possible because that's the thing when you're lean you're not carrying a lot of weight so if nick is 175 brad pitt is there's no way he's more than 160 you know what i mean and conor mcgregor gregor i think he's 145 something like that like i'm fucking i'm heavier than that and my bones don't exist I am just—I'm a—I'm a sack of meat, with no bones to hold up the meat. Just—it's just being held together by silly string. And I'm heavier than Conor McGregor. Now, of course, with me, it's lots of that as fat. You know, I wish it wasn't. I was in—I was—I used to be lean, but when I was lean, I weighed a lot less. I was like 125 pounds in university. I had really low body fat, so I was like 125. So I guess even nowadays, if I were to lose all my fat, I'd probably be down. I'd probably be lighter than Conor McGregor. You know, and I can't grow that beard, that red Irish beard. That looks so wonderful. And uh, my son may be able to grow one. He's got a reddish tint to his hair. I think it's like my my uh, his grandmother, my wife's mother, she kind of had like a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. A uh, uh, apricot-colored hair. Yeah, let's go with that. She was a bl- she was a blonde lady, very very blonde when she was young, and then as she got older, her hair kind of got like a a reddish brown look to it. And I think that's what he has. So he might be able to grow that that cool Irish red beard you know, and look like a tough son of a bitch. And I want him. I just and here's the thing, guys. I don't want to push him into a situation where you know like I'm one of those fucking dads we're standing out in a in a field somewhere at, at dusk and i just you come on wrestle your father wrestle your father defend yourself like I don't like, I don't want to be that fucking guy um but what I want to do is encourage him here here's my plan here's my plan encourage him to be physically fit and I'm going to try to lead by example if I if I if I can somehow Get a little more healthy. And look, even if I even if I can't get more healthy, even if I am, if I stay the way I am, which is that I struggle a little bit with energy and my bones are very brittle, uh, I can still I can be active. I just have to I just gotta dig down deep, guys. I gotta be a fucking hero. All right? I gotta gotta have that intestinal fortitude. You know, that's the thing. Willpower, I talked about this one time on the podcast. That's willpower right there. If I can get off my ass and do shit, and, uh, as my friend the dietitian said and personal trainer, he said uh, that willpower is bullshit because, you know, for some people like me, I don't like the cheesecake. This is the example I always use. I don't like cheesecake. So after a meal and someone says, would you like some cheesecake? I go, no, no, get the fuck away from me because I'm rude to people who offer me treats. No, but I'll say, no, thank you. I don't want that at all. And people will say, oh, look at the willpower on this guy. No, I don't like cheesecake. I don't like it. Now, if you were to say to me, on a, on a warm summer's day, and I'm sitting out on a patio, and someone brings me a craft beer, because I don't drink that domestic shit. I'm not a fucking savage. Someone brings me a craft beer. Now, to refuse that... Now, that's a different story, because I want that. You bring me that cheesecake, I will kick that in your face on a warm summer's day. But you give me that craft beer. Whoopsie doozles, I'll be drinking that. I'll be drinking that. And that's the thing. So, I genuinely feel fatigued in the daytime. I do find it difficult to work out. That's part of the disorder. It's not just an excuse. I'm not just a lazy son of a bitch. So if I get off my ass and do things, it requires, I feel, willpower. It requires, you know, a little gumption. So I will, what I'll try to do is lead by example. Even if I don't get any better, I will still try to stay as active as possible. I'll, tr- I'll play sports with him, you know? uh we'll 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 have some fun you know i'll try to find the things he likes to do encourage those things i don't want it's not like i want him to enter like mixed martial arts or or boxing or any in fact i don't want him to enter those things or or even even a regular martial art like i'm not i don't know i just if he wants to do them okay but maybe not the mma and the boxing i'll be there you, you you want to go do karate you want to go do aikido taekwondo you know that, that to me sounds all right. Cause you're not getting your brain knocked around, you know, is to it me, you can get some small injuries, but you're not sparring. You're not, you're not fighting another human being. And, uh, like these boxers and shit, they just, they all end up talking like this where the tongue is too big for the mouth because they keep getting punched in the fucking head. And it doesn't matter. And even if you're not fighting the professional fights, you just, and you're wearing that headgear. That's just headgear, like you're still your brain is still getting sloshed around in your head, you know. People get concussions when they fall down, not even banging their head. It's just the it's the it's just the brain bouncing off your skull, getting old brain bruise. That's all a concussion is. So you hear a little ringing in your ear, boom, you got a concussion. You know, you snap your head too fast. Concussion. So that's what if Boxer's always talking about like that. Uh, it was a good fight out there, you know, and uh, my tongue grew at uh, 55 inches. So I don't want him doing that shit. But what I want is, I, I just, my, my current thought is let's make him as athletic as possible without making him uh, hate me. You know, I'll just, I'll try to subtly encourage athletics I'll, uh, once he starts walking, I'll take him to the park. Maybe he loves chasing, you know, like, uh, uh toy balls around. I said toy balls cause I didn't want to say he loves chasing balls. Cause I know you fucking people out there making your jokey jokes. And and you know what? If he wants to chase balls for real human balls, human male testicles, he's allowed to do it. Well, maybe he's not allowed to do it. Maybe that's against the law. You know, <laughs> your son was arrested for, uh, for chasing people's testicles down the road. Yes. Yes, I can see that happening, officer. I understand your uh, your need to arrest that, but I I mean that sexual wise, if he wants to go chase some sexual balls, he's allowed to. Now, I'm not gonna make that shitty joke, so you guys shouldn't either. If he wants to go chasing balls, uh, real balls, I'm talking about actual sport sport balls, then um, I'm gonna take him to the park. We'll kick around soccer ball, you know. Uh, when he learns to catch, or throw him some shit. He, he seems to like that stuff intuitively. If he didn't, I'm not gonna push it on him. But and then, then you know, try to just try to keep him agile, nimble, fit. You know, and then who knows? Maybe I'll do some subtle shit later. You know, like uh, I'll be like, hey, see if you can beat your dad in an old push-up contest. Let's just see what happens here. Because that was the thing. I was always good at push-ups. So even though. Got the dusty bones. I can still do a few push-ups. I won a push-up contest one time in my life. Uh, it was one, one of my fondest memories. Andy Sullivan hockey school, you know. And I uh, told the story at the cabin when I visited with all my friends who I grew up with, and uh, I just said to them, you know, I have my what's my fondest memory of of, of hockey? And uh, my friend Dennis, he's the personal trainer, talked about the willpower. He said it's got to be the push-up contest and Andy Sullivan hockey school. And he was goddamn right on the money with that, right on the fucking money with that. Cause I, uh, I was always a small kid as I established earlier in the podcast. If you're following along now, if you've just jumped right in, I'll recap and say I was a smaller kid growing up and, uh, we we're at the so so the the way hockey school worked is it was all day. And so you play a game and you take a break, you go eat lunch, you do whatever and then you then you 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 go do a practice and then you you come back and you and you know what I mean. So during one of the breaks, one of the instructional sessions, we watched some video as you do when you're learning hockey at a hockey school and uh Bobber Bobber Thompson, he is he's actually a like a He's trained some NHL hockey players to, um, like, he, he works out with NHL hockey players to this, to this day. Like, I think Danny Clary worked with him, a guy uh, uh, play used to play for the Detroit Red, Red Wings, just retired. And um, so, anyway, Bobber Thompson says, uh, Let's do a push up contest because that's how people talk in Newfoundland. Oh, a push up contest, boys? And uh, so I'm like, Oh, fucking, my brain just lights up. A push-up contest? Because cause at first it was like we're going to do a, a test of strength. And then I like as a smaller kid, I remember my heart sinking, going, ah, uh, like because I had a lot of pride, you know. I was uh, I was uh, <laughs> I had a chip on my shoulder, and so the idea of a strength contest where everyone's always so much bigger than you, and even some of the kids at the hockey school, and not everybody's the same age, so there's even older kids. So you talk about people who are way bigger than me. So if we were going to do anything. Like an arm wrestling or a whatever, I knew like it wasn't gonna go my way. But then when the guy says push up contest, I'm like, are you kidding me? Immediately I knew I won. I just it was one of those things. Like when I was a kid, I could just do so many fucking push ups. There was never a time I could do a hundred push ups, guys. That's I I it was I I was pussyfooting around it. I didn't want to say it, but listen, you've listened to me. What are we in episode thirty seven? You've listened to me disparage myself kick myself all the time for 37 episodes. Can you give me this? That I used to be able to do a lot of push-ups? Can I say that without everybody thinking I'm some kind of egomaniacal narcissistic asshole? Guys got me some slack. I could do some push-ups. And, and I could. I had work. I, I At that point, I felt uh, I think I could do about 100 push-ups. And you know, Most people aren't insane. Most kids don't sit down and train to do push-ups. But that's what I would do. Every night I would do, you know, 30 push-ups, 50 push-ups. And I just kept upping it and upping it. And um, I don't know why. It's as if I knew this day was coming. And I I was always trying to up my push-up game. So I was pretty sure nobody else was doing that shit. So he says, push-up contest. I'm like, all right, here we go. Now, uh, I ended up only getting 40 push-ups, I think, 40, th- 39 or 40 push-ups. Um, but I won the contest by a, li- uh, a large margin. Because the thing is, what you got to remember, we've played hockey earlier in the day. Uh, I think we were still wearing half of our equipment, you know? And so I, I really – I was a little disappointed in myself, but I kept my mouth shut, you know? You won. You don't need to, you don't need to stand and go, I could do more, guys. Because that, that makes you a dick, right? I had won the contest, hands down. And Bobber Thompson looked at Andy Sullivan, because it was Andy Sullivan's hockey school. Bobber Thompson was kind of like the manager, and Andy Sullivan was, he, he was sort of the figurehead, because he was like the best hockey player in Newfoundland. And uh, he actually, he, he could have played in the NHL, many said, but he turned it down. I don't know why, what the story is, but he was an excellent hockey player. And, uh... And Bobber Thompson said to Andy, Andy, look at that guy. Look at him. And I was proud of myself, guys. Proud of myself for my, my push-up contest win. And then he says, just look at the size of him. Look at the size of him, Andy. Look at how many push-ups he did, but look at the size of him. And it was like, ah, it's a tainted victory. A tainted victory. Well, there was nothing. There was nothing that I was more ashamed of as a Ute. To quote Joe Pesci, as a ute, I was never more ashamed than when people brought up how small I was. Holy Christ Almighty! I had a speech in Grade A called "The Life of a Short Person." You know what? It is. I may have talked about all this before, but what? We're in we're in episode thirty seven. You don't think I'm going to backtrack over some topics, and you guys don't remember? You don't. Re- you're not really listening. You know, in one ear, out the other. You're probably at your, your, your desk shuffling around some papers, laughing once in a while when I say, fuck. Because you love the swearing, too. You know you do. So I apologize if, if you've heard this exact story before. But this is, guys, isn't that what being friends with people is all about? You got like when I was at the cabin with my buddies, we just talked about the same fucking stories, including this Andy Sullivan push-up contest story. We just talked about the same shit that we talk about every single time. And you guys, you guys know the diary of Mark Bennett. You know, you're friends of mine now. You listen to this. If you listen to this podcast, you're you are absolutely a friend of mine. Chances are it is only friends of mine listening to this podcast. Actual friends of mine. No, there's a few strangers. In fact, the majority of the people are strangers. I don't think I'd be actually be able to talk this freely if I pictured my friends and family listening. My friend Steve said that to me at the cabin. He's like, one thing you've always been able to do is just you know, say things on stage and not worry about, like, oh, what would you know, my parents think or what would this guy think. And, and he said and he, he can't do that type of thing. And one of the reasons is I don't think about it, you know. I'm pretty sure my dad listens to this podcast. But well, I try to think about that as little as possible, you know, so that I can just go fuck this, fuck that, tell some story about someone, when some lady tried to have sex with me. That's right, tried to have sex with me. But in truth, that is generally how my exploits did go, and not because I'm awesome, because I didn't, I didn't have a lot of, uh, of the sex. Uh, now I am picturing my dad listening. God damn it! But I didn't. I was I was a shy as a shy boy, a shy small boy. So um, generally speaking, it was the ladies who would approach me, because uh, somebody had to do it. it wasn't going to be me. And did that did that mean I just had to take what I could get from from what was being offered? Yes, yes. That's that. That's exactly what that means. Sure. My life could have been, you know, full of people who were perhaps in better standing in society. Look wise. I was trying to find a delicate way to say that. But um, what was I talking about? Right. Andy Sullivan. Look at the size of him, he said. It just, it's still with me to this day, guys. You know, and I know I got this, this little boy. And he's got my genetics and, and also Sarah's. And Sarah is short. She's five foot two. Now, she has severe asthma. So she's taken a lot of those uh, asthma medications over the years. And it's quite possible they stunted some of her growth. So who knows? Perhaps she's an Amazon princess. She's Wonder Woman. She's six foot three, really, but she got stopped by the steroids because that's what they are. You would think steroids would help you. Wouldn't you? But no, they, they stunted her growth, allegedly. Now, maybe she was just meant to be a five foot two woman. Her parents aren't that tall. My parents aren't that tall, you know? Um so the question is well, it's not the question, but the fact of the matter is that our son may develop slowly like I did. And like I like I said in previous posts, I am I'm an Adonis now. I mean, guys, Five foot nine used to be 510 before my bones made me shrink, but uh, spent most of my life as five foot 10, you know, around 150, 160 pounds. You know, not a, not a bad looking man, not a bad looking man, guys. Listen, listen to this. This podcast is a change of pace, refreshing. talking about all the nicey nice things. I, I, uh, I could do a lot of push-ups when I was young, and I'm not that bad looking of a guy. I mean, that's that's about as kind as I've been to myself in my whole life. In the span of 20 minutes, anyway. So this little kid, he might be small, like myself, and uh, maybe slow to develop, slow to the old puberty, slow to get the old black hairs on the old scrotaroonie. So... I, I just, that's my plan. If you guys have a better plan out there, you let me know. I just, I want him to be able to take care of himself, but I don't want to push him down the wrong road. You know, I don't want to be some guy. Because like, some, some of those bully kids are probably kids of well meaning parents who fuck it up. Who think okay? I I need I got to make sure my son uh, can take care of himself and knows how to fight and doesn't get taken advantage of. And they teach their kid how to fight, and the kid's like, "Hey, I know how to fight." Hey, here comes some fucking kid. Do you know how to fight? Kid who's six years younger than me, and they jump on their head. I fucking hate bullies. Oh, I hate them so much. So that's my plan. But I got to get healthy. I got to get healthy. I got to get healthier. I did 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 the tests. So here's here's what I'll do. I'll just jump right to the results there. I didn't get the actual results. It's just that the girl doing my scan, uh, what I did was an osteotide scan and a CT scan. And it took uh, 90 minutes this morning. Jesus Christ. At eight o'clock in the morning, I, I was in a tube for 90 minutes. And um, it was a fine time. You know, I just sat around thinking. You just sit there while they take pictures of you. And uh, the the woman doing the scan she was uh, saying halfway through the thing, she was like, "Well, I can't, I can't see anything yet." So, uh, but she said, "I'm not paid the big bucks. They'll they'll have other people looking at these, and uh, and once all the pictures are put together, there may be a better indication." So, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, if they don't find uh, a tumor. So to quickly recap if this is the first time you're listening and if it is what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Get with the program. Go back to episode 1 and and just start right now. Pull an all-nighter. Oh, you'll need to pull more than an all-nighter. 37 episodes around 45 minutes each. Look at that. Look at a look at a product I've put out there in the world. This is this was my goal, guys, just to always be putting shit out so that that it could be consumed by those who might want to hear it. You know, right up until I started the podcast in, what, January? I just, doing comedy for like 12 years, 13 years, and I just, uh, no, 15 years. And I just kept saying, there's just not enough of me out there. More me, everybody. No, but like, if there's not enough, there's, if people go looking for me, if you you go back to November and you're like, hey, we saw Mark Bennett at a comedy show. Let's go on the internet and find out other things he says. You would have found nothing, but v- now you you'll you'll find 37 episodes of a podcast. You will you'll find a comedy CD coming up in the next couple weeks. You know that's that's progress, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for listening because you you guys you guys make it happen. All right, you make it happen. What's I talking about? Before I went off on that, uh, me got all oh, right in the hospital. So uh, here's the thing: to recap, what we're looking for is a tumor that is supposedly benign, which would be great, but this tumor is supposed to be stopping me from absorbing my phosphate. So I'm leaking phosphate, literally leaking it because it comes out in my urine, and um. If they cut out this tumor that's that's causing this the problem, my phosphate should go right back into my bones and everything should be fine. Well, I mean not right away, of course I have a lot of bone density to make up. And and but my fatigue will be gone and my muscle soreness and I can start the road to turning into the new Conor McGregor. Join MMA with my new with my new rock solid bones. People were be like, wow, this guy can take a punch. It's like his bones are twice as thick as the average man because that is my plan. Let me tell you something. If I get this fixed, I am going to fu- – I'm just – my whole workout regime will be about bone density. People will be like, how thick are your fucking bones? But unfortunately, right now, it's not looking great for finding the tumor. At least that the lady – it didn't pop out. It's clearly not obvious. Uh, these tumors are supposed to be very small, so – who knows, maybe someone will scour the the images of the the osteotide scan and uh, they'll be able to locate it and cut this shit out. But if not, then, I don't know, I guess I kind of have to live with it and maybe try to get some treatment, some phosphate treatment, which is too bad. But uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a bigger update next week because Thursday of next week I'm, I'm going to see my endocrinologist, I'm going to call her. And uh, she's going to tell me what's going on. But I will say this. I'm I'm a, I'm a lunatic. I'm sitting at... I'm in the line to sign up. i gotta, got to check in with the medical imaging desk here. And uh, and I'm waiting. And there's this lady. And she's working the desk. There's only two ladies. Uh, a black lady and a white lady. I'll only say black and white just to distinguish them. So the the white lady... She goes off and uh, she runs to the waiting room. Gives an old man a bracelet, puts it on. He was like, "No, I'll come to the desk." She was like, "No, no, no, sweetie, you just you stay right there." And like, and I thought, "Oh, that's that's nice of her," you know. She's going out of her way to help the old guy, and um, and she's chit chatting with him a little bit, and then then she goes back to the desk and she's doing this with it with a lot of people, and then and at first I go from, "Well, that's really nice." That is, that's so nice of her to be extra nice like that. Um, to, can she fucking get her job done? The poor black lady has is, is gone through like nine people and she's done one. And this line is long. My appointment is creeping up and I, I don't know how, if you know anything about specialist appointments and super expensive bone scans, but it takes a fuckload of time to actually get them scheduled. I, we found out about this thing two years ago. And, uh, now we didn't schedule the scan, but basically since I think February, we scheduled the scan. It's the end of July. So do listen, lady with being nice to people. I know you think you're being nice, but there are people back here whose bones are exploding, who needs this fucking scan done, and he can't be waiting another goddamn year to get it done. So don't you make me miss my fucking scan. Being, patting yourself on the back about how nice you are. I go above and beyond, guys. Yeah. And the rest of us are ignored. That was so, okay, so that's where my head was. And then, sure enough, she finishes up with somebody and I'm, I'm rooting for the black lady. I'm like, let me get the black lady. Let me get the black lady. But all white tits. She's like, come this way. And uh, so then I go over and I'm already pissed off. You know, here you go. And I'm not being, I'm not rude, but I'm not smiley. We're not engaging. You're not wasting any more of my time trying to make yourself feel better about how you brighten everyone's day. I put a little sunshine in everybody's day. They, they go off. Sure, they're getting tests for cancers in their bones, but they have a smile on their face. And uh, then she's typing in my health card and she can't get it done. I'm like, Yeah, because you're a fucking idiot. That's why you can't get it done. White tits. Uh, I call her that because they were impressive. They were. She was an older lady, but uh, you could tell that she must have been the apple of many a boy's eye. Back in the, I'm still. I'm sure still. Oh look, look. I'm I'm 39. She was probably probably 50, 50, 53 maybe. I was impressed, but I hate her. I hate her because of her for for a thing that I thought I liked her for her over niceness. You know, some of us got shit to do, important shit. But you can't type in the health card. Because I'm like, you're, you're a dummy. You're a dummy. You probably got this job in 1977 because you're big cans. Because back then you were allowed to hire people based on big cans. You're about to go, oh, big, look at the size of her chest. She seems qualified. Let's go. You're, you're here for 40 years. But, um, and she was like, oh, hey, I see why I can't type in your health care. I'm like, yeah, why? Because you're an idiot. Is that the reason? Is that the answer? Is it? Lady Raquel Welch? And she said, your health care is expired. i was like, oh. No, that's too bad. This whole time I had built up all this rage. And it uh, turns out I am the freaking idiot. Like, man, oh, man. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad it happened. No, I'm not glad that it was expired, and I had to go get it renewed that same fucking day, but I am glad, in a sense, it took me down a peg. You know, I do that all the time. I go to places and I'm like, "Look, I'm a man of the world. I'm here, I'm on time. I have my forms. Can't you just get it done? Why are you, why are you spending so much time chatting with this guy about how you love the color of his glasses?" And then I get there, and I'm the asshole. And she bails me out. She goes, I'll find a. Let me. I can still input it. It's just go go get that fixed today. But that won't bother. That won't screw up your test today. I'll just put it in. We'll update it tomorrow. Because I had to come back. That was Monday. I had to come back on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. And now I love her. Yeah, it just goes to show you. Just don't be like me, everybody. Don't be just a prick waiting to get mad at people because that's the way I am a lot of the times. Just sitting in a line at a grocery store, I'm like look at this fucking idiot up there, paying with their with change out of a purse, you know. And then, then you get to the you get to the cash and you're trying to you you try to pay and they're like, oh, I forgot my wallet. That's happened to me. Anyway, what I'm saying is you shouldn't have to realize. That you're a goddamn idiot before you start cutting people slack. You should, you should just go in, you know, with a, better, with a better attitude. My initial instinct was good. I liked the fact that she seemed to be going above and beyond to be nice. And, uh, but then I turned on her because of my own uh, antsiness about the time. Which is what you could just say, well, Mark, why didn't you show up a little earlier? Sure, this is taking a little longer than you expected, but you could have been here 10 minutes earlier. That's the, th- that's the thought I, I could have had, but instead I'm like, look at this fucking bimbo getting hired because of her boobs in 77. And I will also clarify, while the black lady was efficient, uh, she was also very nice. I don't want, I don't want this podcast... This, this, this audience to think that at the end of the day, the white lady's the hero and the black lady wasn't going above and beyond. She was. I just, I think she was, she was, for my money, she was doing the best of both worlds. Because I got her today and I had to, she had to update my health card. As I told you, I got expired and I, and, I, and I got it renewed. And uh, she was super nice about it, but fast. But I'm still not gonna. I'm still not going to uh, shit on the blonde lady. Blonde lady, she wasn't blonde. Boob lady. Um, the white lady. The, while the black lady does seem to be a faster, while being nice. Maybe that's their dynamic. It's like, look, I roll through people a little more. Anytime we have a trouble case, you go ahead and you do it. You know, if it's an old man who can't get up. And uh, you got to spend some extra time. You go do that shit. You like that? You're good at it. I'll be here at the desk, just just pounding numbers, two, 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 right into the computer. They they probably have that dynamic going. Batman and Robin. Who's maybe? Who's Robin? Who's Batman? They're both Batman. Batman and Batman. Anyway, it was good. It was good for me to see. You know, to to just be just put in my place, showing up. Going, look, because I mean, look, I'm at I'm at a like a nuclear medicine, right? Like med- medical imaging. So a lot of these people are a lot of people in the line are old. They it, It's slow moving. You know, I showing up, I'm young ish compared to these people full of piss and vinegar. Going, come on, guys, let's go here. This is the big city of Toronto. You know, we're not fucking driving Miss Daisy here. Let's 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 pick up the pace. And then to get to the counter and of all of the people. I'm the asshole. Everybody else had their health card. Mine expired. Here I am here I am in the line thinking about my tests are so important. You know, and this this stupid idiot is gonna make me miss my test, and, and I'm the one that put the test in jeopardy because I didn't renew my health card when in fact this is a critical time for me to have my health insurance. It's critical. So anyway, new, I have a new love for humanity. And uh, I went in to get my, uh, my, my tracer, got a radioactive tracer. Oh, fuck, this one is long, man. This podcast is long. I'm already like 49 minutes in. I'm not going to be able to get to the vegan stuff. All right, that's probably for the best because I'm watching a documentary on the vegan stuff. And uh, I'm only 10 minutes in. I was about to blab on about it, but only being ten minutes in, what, what, what do I have to say? But I will say this: last podcast, I say I can't call myself a vegan anymore because I was eating fish and we're uh, uh, Pentecostals now. That, and 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 I'm also just vegetarian, uh, but because I was eating some whey protein, you know. But I'm going back to vegan. I mean, it was only it was only about a week, week and a half, where I considered eating some fish, and I was eating some Greek yogurt and stuff like that. Actually, Icelandic yogurt because it has more protein. But um, and now I bought I've bought two big jugs of of whey protein, so I'm gonna consume that. I'm not gonna waste it. It's from cows in New Zealand who are treated nicely, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the whey protein. But like the documentary just reminded me again, like all the reasons. Health wise, and anyway, I'll get I'll get into it. But I'll say that um, the veganism, yeah, it's just the way to go. It's just the way to go. You know what? I understand. Like I said, I I right now I feel like I do need the extra protein, and uh, so so the vegetarian thing and the fish thing, but uh, but man, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm vegan again. Vegan who eats whey protein. For now. Until those jugs run out. Then I'll go full vegan again. So I'll talk about that probably next time. Because I will um, have watched the rest of the documentaries. That guy Kip. The same guy who did Cowspiracy. And his fucking kid. Jesus. Talk about a guy making a difference. You know? Just, And I'm not saying you got to go be vegan. And, and, uh, and just give up everything you, you, you do. It's just... But my point is... Regardless... This guy is getting information out there to people, so they can make educated choices. There you go there's a diplomatic way to say it these you can make educated choices if the information is available to you. There's a lot of people who don't realize how bad you know red meat is or or now chicken that was one of the big things about it chicken oh look i'm spoiling it i'll i'll go into I'll go into it now, next time but um because i'm 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 over here guys I just. So much to say. I never even got to the fact that my son is a model. I'll talk about that maybe next time too. It's not that's not much of a story though. Talking about how some some uh, nanny who sees a lot of kids, she was like, "No, you don't understand. Your baby's very cute. He's very cute. He you could probably and should probably get like a photographer, you know, maybe enter some contests. And I'm like, "For what? He is adorable, sure. He's adorable." Isn't it weird that I'm skeptical? Like, while I agree with her, I'm like, what does she want from us? Huh. But she doesn't even, like, she doesn't even want to be a nanny anymore. She's going to go be a pastry chef. So she's stopping being a nanny. So what does she have to gain by it? Maybe he's just that goddamn adorable, guys. He is pretty cute. But that was pretty much it about the model. Maybe I'll go into that a bit more next podcast. Probably I won't. Probably I won't. Um, But to clue it up, I got a radioactive tracer on Monday. You, you you get that gets an injection, then you got to drink a pile of water to make sure you, you piss that out of your system and then they they um they scan you. So unfortunately I'm not able to be around the baby very much right now. They want they say treat it like you have a bad cold cuz it's a small amount of radiation. It shouldn't be a big deal, but they want you to stay away from pregnant ladies and babies. And it's too bad cuz I have a baby who I like to be around. So it's uh, it's kind of shitty. But um I'll tell you what, I'll end it on this. But what I have, I don't know, man. I don't know how else to describe it, but a pride. A pride in how obscure this disorder is. That's the only way I can think about it. I so guess why why does it it's 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 like it I get a tingle in my spine of yeah, I'm special. I am special. Cause so the girl is putting in the radioactive tracer. She was like, um, what's, what's this for? And I was like, oh, I need an osteotide scan. And she's like, uh, why do you have like a neurological tumor? Or and I was like, oh, well, we don't know. We're looking for a, like a, like a, maybe a subcutaneous tumor, a tumor in the bone. But yeah, I basically, I, they need to scan my whole body to try to, she's like, um, I'll be right back. And then she left for like 20 minutes. I'm just sitting in a chair waiting to get an injection. And then she comes back and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. So uh, she goes, I just, I'd never, I'd never heard of this. And I said, yeah, a lot of people haven't. The old uh, tumor-induced osteomalacia, not a lot of people know about this. And then she was like, no, no, I, yeah, but like I do like five to ten injections a day, every day for like, like 20 years. And we do a lot of tests here. And I've never seen this. And I was like, you're goddamn right you haven't. You know who you're looking at? Someone special. Someone who wins push-up contests. And who doesn't look that bad. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I feel, I feel good. I told you guys a lot about my, my diary. And uh, I appreciate you listening. I always do. I'll check back in with you soon. As you can see, I'm putting out podcasts at a more, uh, rapid rate. I like it. It makes me feel fresh. You know, if you don't want to listen to them, fuck it. Skip them. Who gives a shit, right? I do though. So please listen. I'll talk to you again soon. Check in with you tomorrow. Maybe, maybe the next day I said, shut up. Good night.